This is the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard, walking you through all the steps you need to train the perfect puppy for your lifestyle. In this week's episode, I want to talk to you about goal setting. Now, last week, I spoke to you about communication and improving your communication with your puppy. And I briefly touched on that in order to improve your communication, you should be clear on your goals, which is why in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking all about that. So in order to improve your communication, and which most people want, and obviously to train your puppy and whatever else, or even just to successfully complete your goals you need to improve your relationship and in order to improve your relationship you need good communication and in order to improve your communication you need clarity and clarity is what comes with being having clear goals and being clear on those goals it's really really important to have clear goals now obviously goals change so this isn't to say this is the be all end all once you've decided your goals for your puppy but it is important to have clear goals for six months time a year or even the first couple of years in your puppy's life it doesn't really matter and ideally you'd even decide on these goals before you get your puppy because your puppy needs to be able to, you know, live in your lifestyle. And that lifestyle might be you going to work or you running or whatever that is. And having a clear goal means you can decide on the right breed for you and the right temperament within the litter, the right breeder for you, whatever else that may be. And that really does come with goals. However, Unfortunately, not as many people have this knowledge. So if you haven't had your puppy yet or you haven't decided on a breed, then this is probably the best episode for you. But if you've already got your puppy, then unfortunately you will have to adapt because obviously genetics have a very important role that, you know, you can't expect, for example, a working cocker spaniel to behave the same way as a chihuahua or a shih tzu who's going to sleep all day you know it's just not going to be it's not going to work like that because of genetics genetics are very very important so you have to well you will have to adapt these goals because you might go well i want my puppy to be able to sleep for six hours and that just might not be the case for a working line puppy it's impossible You know, it's going to take years and years and years, but for a tiny, tiny puppy, it's not going to be possible. However, you can adapt and it's about, you know, your puppy fitting with your lifestyle and you fitting with your puppy's lifestyle. And that is why, unfortunately, dogs get rehomed because people aren't clear on their goals. They don't choose the right puppy for them. And in all honesty, sometimes the best thing to do is rehome the puppy. Now, obviously, I'm not encouraging you to rehome your puppy because your puppy won't sleep for eight hours or whatnot. But it's good to keep in mind that if someone has to rehome their puppy, they're most likely doing it with the puppy in mind. 
So in order to um, help you maybe understand the process of goal setting, I'll run you through what my goals are with Tiggy and how I decided these goals. And then I'll help you decide on your goals with your puppy. So my goals with Tiggy currently is off-leash freedom. That off-leash freedom should come with 100% recall. I want her to carry on all her detection training and we've started gun dog training, which I'm absolutely loving. So of course, improving all that, all the components for gun dog training. And I want her to be confident and really neutral in her environment. That is really the basics of it. With the gun dog training, that does come with like a heel and a reliable sit. And I'd also like her to be able to, you know, settle. And most of these we have completed or rather not completed but she's at a very good stage and all we can do is just improve because there is no behavior is completed in dog training it's an ongoing thing and that's why I always say you know clients ask me oh how long should I work my relationship and I said well for 15 years because you're always until your dog is obviously you know a 15 year old dog if he just wants to sleep then you know welfare in mind however for you know a good first 10 years at least you should be enjoying your dog at that point and um yeah so training doesn't really end the same way as education never really ends it's just sometimes you know priorities differ so for example your 10 year old dog might be sick well, you're not going to really care about loosely walking. You're going to be like, you know what? Just slip on the whole wall because you're not feeling great. You know, I'm not going to make you do tricks. Just have a bowl of food. You know, that sort of thing. So obviously it's going to vary. But I say for, good, you know, as long as you can. And that is really the case, you know, because we've got this. We haven't got a dog for four weeks to train. It's an ongoing thing. The same way with kids, you know, you don't just get them to 18 and go, bye. It's not, it doesn't work that way. You don't get your puppy to 18 months and go, okay, you're done now, you're an adult. It doesn't work like that. In fact, it works even less that way. You know, dogs need to be reminded all the time because they are constantly looking for reinforcers and they will look themselves for a reinforcer. So we need to just choose, no, the reinforcer comes with us and you can't go off and choose your reinforcer. So how did I decide on these girls? Well, I didn't. In one of the episodes about my eight biggest mistakes, I didn't have a goal when I had Tiggy. I think the biggest goal I had was like, I want her off leash. And that is literally why my program is called Helping New Puppy Owners Achieve Reliable Off-Leash Freedom, because I didn't have it. I wanted that, but that comes with, you know, loads of a component. That's like the big picture of pretty much every single one of my mini goals now. And they're not even mini goals. They're quite big goals. And then the overall behavior with all of these, all of these components combined is flesh freedom. And um, before I knew what I wanted, um, and really, like, because I decided train, well, not decided, but I started to dive more into dog training and learning how to 
actually train a dog, for example, like working a relationship or whatnot. She was about eight months old. And at that point, I was still like deciding goals. It was very wishy-washy. I was doing like random bits and bobs. I wasn't clear. I didn't know what she was capable of, what I was capable of. And I think I was just kind of diving into a relationship then and building it up. But before I really knew what I wanted, like for example, detection during gundam training, whatever that may be, I just wanted foundations. I remember taking a step back and just go, you know what, I'm focusing on very basic stuff and looking at it like a successful session for like us on a day-to-day basis was I was consistent with on lead, long line training and we had a decent walk and she was checking in. That was a win for us and it was super basic. Like if she could sit there and like stare at me for a couple of seconds, that was a win for the day. So we really, really didn't know our goals. We were just focusing on foundations and relationship. And that is really, that was our goal. And I didn't choose detection or gun dog training. Just so happened that a friend of mine told me about their dog being a drug detection dog and they gave me the number and I went to see it and Tiggy was just so happened to be suitable. Um, same with the gun dog training. Her drive is really, really good. I went to see a trainer and they were like, yeah, perfect. And I was like, great. It's got everything I need. And it works really lovely with sniffer work and um, gun dog work. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand, really. But before I knew all these, I really just, yeah, I focused on our relationship, the foundations, which is basically relationship, but just basic stuff, basic luring, basic like crate training, place work, environmental stuff, and also just solving her reactivity. Um, That was pretty ingrained. So boosting her confidence and whatnot. So how do you decide on your goals? Well, if you're like me, then you've got an eight-month puppy and you're like, whoa, okay, I didn't know any of this. Then you have, you know, a few steps ahead of me. If you've got an eight-week puppy, then perfect, you are six months ahead of me. Um, But yeah, how do you decide on goals? Well, my rule of thumb is look at your life or what you hope your life to be in six months to a year. And I'd even say go to very extreme. For example, if you're like, okay, I might be in the office, go. If you're in the office, you're in the office for eight hours. So look at your life. What does it look like? Are you working from home? Are you at the office? Are you in a different country? Are you traveling? Whatever that may be, look at your life and work backwards. Then look at the behaviours you need. For example, if you're going to be at the office, you want your puppy to be left alone. No accidents. Crate trained. Happy to potentially come into the office if you can do that. If you're working from home, not being, you know, not bothering you, being able to sleep. Happy to wait for a walk in emergencies. If you need to move to a different country or you want to travel with your puppy, then they need to be crate trained for them to travel. Good on a train, good with people, correctly socialized, neutral, confident, calm. All these different behaviors you want to list down. Then 
most people and no actually i say most people every single dog needs a good relationship with their owner in order to achieve any kind of proper training for example if you want to take your puppy to a pub or if you live on a boat then you need to be able to have your dog settle for a couple of hours or happy to swim or whatnot you know think of the worst case night in fact if you live on a boat right now then i'd suggest to teach your puppy to be able to get out of the water that could be a goal if you really love a pub then you want to be able to teach your puppy to sleep next to you i know a few of my clients are really struggling with this at the moment and they've asked me quite a few times like what do you do what do you suggest so yada 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 so that's another goal that in fact, we should have been doing three weeks ago, not now that the restaurants have opened, something opened, but you get what I mean. So look at your goals and what you want your life to look like, ideally with your puppy, and start heading towards those goals. Then, now that you kind of have a baseline of what a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis might look like with you and your puppy, then you need to break down each individual steps for those behaviours that you've listed. For example, you need a good relationship, so you need to work on engagement for at least a year. No off-leash freedom, because if they decide that they're not going to come back every time, then you need to be able to tell them that they have to come back. Crate trained, because you want to travel with your puppy. Uh, Crate trained, because you want your puppy to sleep peacefully whilst you're working from home no separation anxiety that's a big one at the moment because we've been working from home so much so you need to start being proactive now instead of reactive and start leaving your puppy for a few hours whilst you're going to the supermarket maybe in a different room maybe you move the crate around in case that might happen getting your puppy used to the hoover fireworks whatever that may be you want to list each individual steps for the behaviors relationship is hand feeding playing with the puppy long line work getting a trainer involved correct communication your timing um loosely walk because remember if your puppy won't listen to you one feet away it's not going to listen to you 20 feet away it's all these things that's going to build up to a whole goal and that's the thing that it makes you realize how much we rush training so many people do oh okay i've lured a sit they my puppy's picked it up and i've wet labeled it well hold on will they say in every single environment no most likely not and you unfortunately because just purely because of lack of education you can't you will rush you will start asking for sits everywhere and then suddenly your puppy's not going to understand it so you repeat behaviors suddenly you've ruined the command and so getting a trainer is a massive one and knowing the goals makes you realize just how we can't rush really because if we rush we ruin behaviors and because dogs are so sensitive because they learn by association, that picture, they get it ingrained into their head so quickly, especially puppies. They will change behaviors in seconds. And that's why some trainers don't work with puppies because of this 
it's not even a problem. It's just how puppies learn. They, they change behaviors so quickly and they just absorb everything you give them. And by not being clear, your puppy is then going to exhibit negative behaviors because by you have accidentally reinforced these behaviors because you were not clear. So that is why goal setting is so, 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 so important. And as a trainer, it's probably easier for me to know my goals, but it's not as easy as for others. So that is why it's important to get professional help to give you a plan and whatnot. My four-week program, I've basically decided on people's goals because every single pet owner just wants a decent relationship and eventually to let their puppy off lead. Well, I can help with that. I can 100% help with that and I give them the structure because I know that is the structure they need. Because unfortunately, if I walk them through their own kind of plan, we're going to be here for three hours because we need to look at their whole entire life. But by giving them a structure now, they'll soon start realizing what they need, what they don't need, and be able to be more proactive because they're getting into the rhythm of dog training. That is why my four-week program has a structure. I always say, look, just because there's a structure doesn't mean it's not bespoke to you. It is. But I know as a first time puppy owner, you need that structure because you need to know the step-by-step process. We're not gonna work on recall because a recall is a byproduct of a good relationship, which comes with at least like six to 12 months of consistent work. That is why Tiggy has a good relationship with me because it was 12 months of consistent work. Those who do not follow the, the program of they let their puppy off leash too soon. They're asking too many commands. They're constantly calling their puppy. They're not going to get a good relationship or as good of a relationship or a liable relationship because they, they're they weaving away from their goal. Now, a good example of me being able to decide on goals, however, it's not as easy as others, or rather the step process, is most people will say, I want my dogs to be okay with other dogs and people. Very common. I, In fact, I don't know an average pet owner who wants their dog to be fearful, reactive, whatever. However, what every single person does realise is going to local park, thinking that it's socialising your puppy, is doing the opposite. You're training your puppy to drag you across the road, run off, and potentially be reactive. That is what I had. So sometimes, but actually every time, that is why professional help is vital. Because by having a goal, but not knowing the correct steps, that's going to really ruin things for you. So it's really, really important to have that professional help. Which leads me to my final point, and that is whilst you're deciding on your goal and trainers and whatnot, I have a four-week free training plan that you can download now, which will help get you started training your puppy during the first four weeks there at home. The link will be in the show notes below. That will give you a decent step-by-step process of what you should work on during the first four weeks, at least whilst you're deciding on your goals. Like I said, 
my program gives you that structure because I know that giving someone that helping hand of like a couple of steps just to get you in the rhythm of training helps people realize what they need and what they don't need. Some need pub settling, some need crate training. Actually, in fact, most puppies need crate training. Um, and all these different things. So this guide will hopefully help you get into the rhythm of dog training, rhythm of goal setting, and whilst you're deciding on your goals, you will have something to follow until you then start officially training. And hopefully you might choose me as your official trainer. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions, drop me a line on my Instagram at Think Dog Academy. Hope to hear from you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard. For more tips and advice, follow Think Dog Academy on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode.